turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 100. We are a day or two out from Thanksgiving, and it seemed like the Lord was leading me tonight to just try to direct our hearts toward this thing of being thankful and having an attitude of gratitude. And so I'm going to talk to you tonight about the gates of Thanksgiving. The gates of Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful the Lord gave me this message, and I'm thankful that I have the privilege of being able to try to give it to you tonight. And so Psalm 100 in your Bibles, when you find your place, if you'll stand with us. Some of you have this memorized. You don't even need your Bibles open tonight. But we are going to use our Bibles some this evening, and so I hope that you'll keep your Bibles handy. Psalm 100 and verse number 1, and the Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That's what we've tried to do tonight. Uh, we, do what we, we do what we do on purpose. And so uh, we've done verse 2 tonight. Verse 3, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Why don't we just read that last verse together tonight? Ready? For the Lord is good. Listen, you need to say that with some emphasis tonight. Let's do it again. Ready? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Thank you. You may be seated tonight. I want to draw your attention to verse number four and specifically the first part of verse number four. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We're doing good on time. It's not late. But I would say this. I'm going to try to give you four points tonight, but if you don't, if, if, if we have to cut some of these short, we'll do that. But if you don't do anything, be sure you get the first two. And so the gates of thanksgiving. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll jump right into this Bible study tonight. Father, thank you for letting us come back together to Calvary. And God, we can't even begin to thank you enough for what you've done for us individually. And then, Lord, for how you've blessed us as a church. Lord, the windows of heaven are open. Lord, you have blessed us beyond any measure. We thank you, Lord, that we are right now beholding a miracle. We're seated in a miracle. <clears throat> We're enjoying a miracle. And God, we thank you for all the miracles that you've bestowed upon us. And then thank you, Lord, for the way you've blessed us as families and homes. Lord, if any, if any go without this coming Thursday, it'll probably be because they chose to, not because they had to. Thank you for being so kind. And so generous. God, I pray that you'll direct our hearts toward this thing of thanksgiving. Lord, give us power now. And I pray that the message will make sense. And I pray that it, it will make its way to every heart tonight. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake. Amen and amen. Psalm 100 verse number 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now, I want to focus just a moment, if I could, on that word, <coughs> gates. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving. It's the Hebrew word, sa'ar, or <coughs> it means this, an opening. A gate is an opening. 
It, it means the gate of a palace or the gate of a royal castle, the gate of a temple or the gate of heaven is really what the idea is there. Some scholars lean toward this being the gate of the temple or the gate of God's house. And I'm fine with that. I believe it is as well. But it, it also literally seems to be any of the Lord's gates. That you ought not just enter into the gate of God's house with thankfulness, but you ought to enter into every single gate that you come through. You ought to enter through that gate with thanksgiving. The way you come through a gate determines much. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, the way people walk in. By the way people walk in, you can usually tell what's on their mind. If you go to Walmart, which I try not to, but if you go to Walmart, you can tell by the way people enter into the gate of Walmart what they have on their mind. If you see somebody walk into, into the gate of Walmart and they're walking briskly and sort of fast, uh, you can tell. And by the way, if you see me in Walmart, usually that's the way I am. And the reason is because I'm there for one purpose. I'm there to get what I need and I'm there to get out. And, and I have that one thing on my mind. If I need light bulbs, I'm there to get light bulbs. And I walk in, I get a light bulb, I get light bulbs and I walk out. And, and so if you see people walk in through the gates and they're walking rather briskly and they're making their way through the crowd, uh, you pretty much know that they're there to get what they need and they're on their way. At the same time, you may see others walk through the gate of Walmart and, and they're walking very slowly and very nonchalantly. <clears throat> and uh, you can tell that, uh, uh, and, and please don't, don't take this wrong, but sometimes I'm like, man, would you just get out of the way? I, I've got things to do, people to see, places to go. And, and, uh, and, but they're just uh, there, you can tell, they are in no hurry at all. Uh, they don't have a list. They don't have an agenda. Uh, pretty much, they've come to Walmart just to hang out. And I'm going to be honest with you, Calvary, you're pretty, you're pretty sad if that's where you hang out. But anyway, anyway, I'm not going to camp out there. We're going we're gonna to move forward. Uh, although we know there is a crowd like that, that, that is their, that's their favorite pastime. Uh, again, my point being this, that as people walk in, uh, the, by the way they walk in, you can tell what is on their mind. Have you ever had this scenario happen? Have you ever been at a fast food restaurant and you saw somebody walk through the door, they had a crumpled up food bag or maybe an, a halfway unwrapped hamburger in their hand and they had a very disgusted look on their face, you knew why they were there. It was evident they had come through the drive-thru. Their order wasn't right. They asked for hamburgers with no pickles, and yet the hamburger had tons of pickles on it. And so they walked back into that restaurant with this crumpled up bag and this opened up uh, item, uh, and, uh, and, it was, and you knew they were heading toward the manager, and they wanted everybody to know that I'm not happy, and this is not what I ordered, and I had to wait 30 minutes in the line, and after I waited 30 minutes in the line, you didn't get my order right. And again, my point being this, that when you saw them walk in, the way that you saw them walk in, it was very evident what was on their mind. The way you come through a gate determines much. And it saved people. As people that are born again by the Spirit of God, you know what? We ought to enter our gates with thanksgiving. 
Now, I'm not going to tell you I score A plus at all these things. In fact, man, I hate it when I put a message together and God just convicts me terribly before I ever preach it to you. So just in case you feel like the preacher's finger is 10 feet long tonight, just remember I got three more pointing back at me, all right? Uh, but this is, one of those, this is one of those convicting messages, one of those messages that we need to preach, but one of those messages that are hard to, to practice, hard to, to put into action. I want to give you quickly tonight, if I could, some gates that ought to be entered with thanksgiving. Some gates that ought to be entered with thanksgiving. Number one, the gate of prayer. When you and I enter the presence of the Lord, can I just encourage us tonight to make sure that we do it with a spirit of thanksgiving, a spirit of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. When you go to the Lord in prayer, Oh, listen, make sure that you don't go with a complaining spirit, a murmuring spirit. Be sure you don't go with a disrespectful spirit. Be sure that you don't go with, a, with the wrong kind of attitude. Uh, when, you, when you enter into the presence of the Lord, make sure that you walk through that gate with a spirit of thanksgiving. Can I show you what I'm talking about tonight? Would you take your Bibles and turn over to 1 Chronicles chapter 29? There's no way we'll have the opportunity or the time to go through what we could show you tonight from God's Word. But can I show you just a few very quickly tonight? First Chronicles chapter 29. Here David is, King David and the Israelites. And they have been willingly, willingly bringing in the items they need to build the house of God. And the Lord has blessed in an amazing way as, as uh, David puts all these items together and then Solomon, his son, will later come and, and build uh, a, a, an amazing house for the Lord. And here we find in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, here we find King David entering into the gate of prayer. And I want you to notice tonight, Calvary, that he begins his prayer by worship and by thanksgiving. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, look at verse number 10. He said, wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, O God, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. What a great example of what I'm talking about tonight. When David entered the gate of prayer, he made sure to do so by I worship and by thanksgiving. Before David did anything else, he took a little time just to tell God how great he was. And he took a little time just to say, Lord, thank you for the way you blessed us. And, and oh, can I encourage us tonight as we enter that gate of prayer. And I know you've got problems and I know you've got burdens and I know you've got needs and I know you've got afflictions and all of these things. And I'm not belittling any of those things tonight. But again, I just want to tell you that if you really want to get a hold of God and you really want to get your, your 
prayers answered, be sure that when you enter that gate, that you do so with a heart and a spirit of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Hey, would you take your Bibles quickly and turn to Daniel chapter 2? I started not to show these to you, but they're just too good not to. Daniel chapter 2 in your Bibles. Daniel chapter 2. Interesting story. The Bible says that, that Nebuchadnezzar has called the wise men, all the wise men together. He's had a dream, and the dream has bothered him. And, and so he calls Daniel, and he calls all the wise men and the magicians, and he calls them together, and he says, he says this. He says, I not only want you to, to decipher my dream, but he said, I'm not going to tell you my dream. I want you to tell me the dream that I dreamed. And then after you tell me the dream that I dreamed, I want you to decipher the dream. Well, nobody could do that. Nobody except Daniel. And Daniel goes to God, and sure enough, God tells Daniel what the dream is. And he tells Daniel what the meaning of the dream is. And we find here in Daniel chapter 2 that Daniel enters the gate of prayer. Look, if you will, please, Daniel chapter 2, verse number 19. The Bible says, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. (laughs) Oh, yes. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast known, uh, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter again. I, I, I'm not trying to overemphasize a point, but I, I want you to understand that when Daniel entered the gate of prayer, he entered with worship and he entered with thanksgiving and before he did anything else he just took a little time to brag on God and tell God how great he was now here's the thing here's the thing Uh, now if we want that kind of praise it's wrong because we're human we're mortal we're sinners but it's not wrong for God to want it because God is God and God is almighty God is God is all holy And God deserves our praise. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our glory. And Daniel takes some time uh, when he enters the gate of prayer to show his worship and to show his thanksgiving. But let me show you the ultimate example of what I'm talking about tonight. Would you take your Bibles and turn over to John chapter 11? John chapter 11. And here we find the teacher of all teachers. Here we find the Savior. In John chapter 11, the Lord Jesus Christ is preparing to raise Lazarus from the grave, from the dead. And we we notice here that there are people around the Lord. And the Lord does this on purpose. And as the Lord Jesus Christ enters the gate of prayer, we find here that he begins with thanksgiving. Look Look at John 11, verse number 40. And the Bible says, Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Watch now. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe 
that thou hast sent me. Again, what's the point? The point is that as Christ entered the gate of prayer, he entered with thanksgiving. What's the Lord trying to do? He's trying to set the ultimate example for you and the ultimate example for me. Now, when you go to God, tell him about your wants and tell him about your desires and tell him about your your need for healing and tell him about that bill that you need paid and and tell him about that child that needs healing and and you tell him about the job that you're wanting to get and you tell him about the promotion that you'd like and and you tell him what you'd like to do, what you'd like God to do for you. But before you do any of those things and before you pray for your nation, and before you pray for your church and before you pray for your family just spend a little time praising him and worshiping him and thanking him for who he is and for all that he does how many times when your children come into your presence with thanksgiving you know what parents you know that you'll do just about anything they want so the other day we were watching Moses and Maze. And Maze is, of course, he's in those terrible twos right now. And Moses is, uh, we, we kid him because we, we tell him that uh, Tim and Hannah, they got uh, Taylor, Taylor May, they got Taylor May in the boy flesh because Moses is like Taylor. And when I say Taylor, that's our oldest grandchild. And she's just meek and mild and she was just the best baby and always pleasant and, and just, you know, just that kind of a kid. Maisie, not so much. <laughs> Maisie's got his own, little, his own little mentality, his own little attitude, and, uh, and he's just sort of independent, Mr. Independent and, and that kind of thing. But anyway, we're watching, watching them the other day, and I'm in the office and I'm working. And little Maisie, two years old, he runs up the hallway, he opens the door, he comes into my office, and he says, I love you, Papa. Turns around, closes the door, and goes on his way. He did not know this. But at that moment, he pretty much could have got anything he wanted in the world. If he would have said, Papa, I'm only two, but would you buy me a car? I'd say, where? Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go get it. <laughs> you know why? Because all he, the only reason he came in the office was just to share his love for me. And, and, uh, and, and boy, you talk about making me feel good. Now, wait a minute. Now, here's my point. Don't you know that that makes God feel good as well? When we go to our gracious heavenly father that sent his son for us and, and we go into his presence and we say, God, I, I've got some needs, but I don't want to talk about those right now. And I've got some burdens, but I don't want to talk about those right now. And I've got some issues, but I don't want to talk about those right now. I just want to tell you how good you are and how great you are and how merciful you are and how loving you are and how blessed I am to have you. And I want to tell you what, get ready because business is about to pick up. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 says it like this. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you're called in one body and be ye thankful. And be ye thankful. Verse 17 says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now again, if you don't get any other point, you be sure you get the first and second point. 
I love this. I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Brother Howes used to say it like this. Sometimes before he would spend time in prayer, he would spend some time making a list of the things that he was thankful for. So he could, when he went through the gate of prayer, he could spend some time thanking God for those things. Man, it was a, it was a busy day. It was busy. And then the broadcast wasn't going right. And, uh, and anyway, you know what I'm talking about. It's just one of, those kind, one of those kind of days. Saved, yeah. Always spiritual, no. And my spirit wasn't right. And even coming up the road tonight, I was just, I was just meditating and, and spending some time with the Lord. And I was thinking, Lord, and I even told the Lord, I said, Lord, restore my spirit, heal my spirit. Help my spirit to be right. We were coming up the road tonight and, and I was looking at, and the sky was beautiful about it coming into church. And I, and I thought, I'm, I'm gonna start just thanking the Lord for things. I said, Lord, thank you for being such, thank you for your great artistry. That sky is beautiful. And when I got to church, and I knew I was gonna preach on this tonight, when I got to church, we started getting everything opened up and, 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 and ready to go. But I thought, I'm gonna take some time before I do anything else, I'm gonna get back there in that room and I am going to make me a list. And so I went back in that office tonight before the service and I made me a list of 50 things that I'm thankful for about the Lord. Now you say, preacher, why'd you do that? Because I purposely want to be thinking about it. Did you know we are not thankful because we're not thankful? T-H-A-N-K because we're not T-H-I-N-K. And I wanted to take a little time and I just wanted to think about the goodness of God and how much God has been. I'm telling you, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're looking at a blessed man tonight, I'm telling you. And I know people come in here sometimes, they're both, well, that guy needs to calm down. I know it, but I can't, I can't, I can't. And by the way, by the grace of God, I ain't planning on it. You say, why? Because he's been way too good to me, way too good, way too good. By the grace of God, as long as it gives me breath in my lungs, I'm going to praise him and tell him how good he is. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Some of you couples that have been to the marriage retreat have heard this. Dr. Gary Smalley. Dr. Smalley was one of the renowned marriage counselors, authors in the world, really. He's wrote numerous books on marriage and the marital relationship. We've read them. We've given some of them out in our marriage retreats. And great author. And Greg Smalley, his son, told this story. It was Thanksgiving. They were all gathering over at Gary Smalley and his wife. They were gathering there with mom and dad. All the family was coming over. And, and so... All the kids had begun to arrive, and Greg Smalley said that when they got there, it was very evident that mom and dad were not on good terms. Mr. Marriage and Mrs. Marriage were not doing so hot that day. And he said, you could tell it was tight in the house. And he said, I could tell that they had been, they had a disagreement. <laughs> and, and he said, uh, Dad wasn't anywhere to be found. He said, walked in, mom was in the kitchen getting some of the Thanksgiving food together because she had to be pretty much. And, 
And so he walked in, tried to stir up some conversation, and mom was sort of quiet and to the point, and, and he said, Mom, where's dad? She said, <laughs> he's in the bedroom. Greg Smalley said, <laughs> he walked back to the bedroom, his dad's sitting in, the bed, in their bedroom, and he's like, what do you tell? What do you tell a guy that's wrote numerous, numerous books on marriage and marriage counselor and spoken all over the world on the marriage? What, what do you tell a guy like that? He said he went back to the bedroom and he said his dad, Greg, or Gary, Gary Smalley, his dad was, had a piece of paper and he was looking at it and Greg said to his dad, Dad, what are you doing? And Gary Smalley said, I'm reading my list. He said, do what? He said, I'm reading my list. He said, what list, Dad? He said, well, a years ago, a number of years ago, he said, I made a list of 400 things that I love about your mother. And he said, I thought today was a good day <laughs> for me to be reminded. Do we just need to give an invitation right now? <laughs> of all the things that I love about her. Oh, listen, Calvary. Amen. Now, we're not swinging off the chandeliers tonight, but I want to tell you why this is good stuff tonight. You know what? It wouldn't hurt any of us this Thanksgiving holiday to, to just take a little time and just get away somewhere under the shade tree or a little back room or your bedroom or office and just get you a piece of paper out and a, pen, and a pencil or a pen and just make your own personal list out of all the things that you love about him and you adore about him and you're thankful to him for. And oh, listen, what a God. What a God that we serve tonight. And as you enter through the gate of prayer, make sure that you do so with a spirit of thanksgiving. And we stayed there for a long time, but we're not going to be that much longer on these other ones. How about this? Number two, though, I, I, I love this. Number two, not only the gate of prayer, but number two, the gate of private dwelling. The gate of private dwelling. What are you talking about, preacher? <clears throat> I'm talking about your house. I'm talking about <clears throat> your home. And I feel so strongly about this because I really believe if some folks could grab a hold of what I'm getting ready to teach right here, I really believe that it would transform homes and it would transform marriages if they begin to practice it. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about this. When you walk through the door, don't walk through the door complaining about the impossible day that you've had. When you arrive home... <clears throat> And walk through your gate, do so with an attitude of thanksgiving. Wow, this is a tough one. This is toughy. Now, truth of the matter is, none of us, this is not going to happen by accident. If we do this, we have to do it on purpose. But how many know a lot of times when we come together at the end of the day, as soon as we meet, first thing we do, we start complaining. You wouldn't believe the day I had. That stupid jerk did this and that, that guy pulled out in front of me and almost made me run into him and, uh, and the boss said this and the supervisor did that and those customers, you wouldn't believe what those customers did and, and, uh, and, 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 and I went to the bank and this happened and, and, and I mean just, just yeah, 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 complain, complain, murmur, 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 complain, complain, fuss and, and criticize and I'm just saying this, how many know that it would change our homes and it would change our 
our marriages if from now on we made it a point to when we walk through our gate that we're going to do so with a spirit of thanksgiving. Amen. Man, just, just walk through and rather than think about and focus on the negative things, we walk, now, now wait a minute now. You say, preacher, are you trying to say I can't talk to my spouse about that? I'm not a bit. Later on in the evening, it may be a good idea for you and her or you and him or, or you and your family, you and your parents. It may be a good idea for you all to sit down and talk it out and say, boy, this happened today and, and talk about it a little bit. But I'm just saying this. When you walk through the gate, don't do so with a spirit of murmuring. Don't do, so, don't do so with a spirit of complaining. How many know this? Did you know you can only make a first impression once? You can only make a first impression once. And wouldn't it be great if when we came together at the end of the day that we came walking through the gate before we started shedding off all the complaints and all the, the negative things, we walked through the gate and your wife said, what kind of day did you have? Well, it was a good day. I'm saved. I've got a home to come home to. I've got a work or a job. I didn't enjoy it much today, but at least I've got a job that I just came from. Made a little bit of money today. We can go buy some pintos. Amen, amen. And just and walk through with an attitude of gratitude, a spirit of thanksgiving. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. The way we come through the gate often determines the direction of the rest of the evening. I want to show you what I'm talking about. Take your Bibles tonight, if you will, please, and turn to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 6 in your Bibles. 2 Samuel chapter number 6. I want to make that statement again. The way we come through the gate often determines the direction of the rest of the evening. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, David and Israel have just reclaimed the Ark of the Covenant. That Ark represented the presence of God, the Shekinah glory. It's made its way back to Jerusalem. And notice what happens in 2 Samuel 6 and verse number 15. Here they are bringing the Ark back, verse 15. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the Ark of the Lord with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Now this is David's wife. Michael's David's wife. Verse 17. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord Verse 18, and as soon as David had made an end of offering, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, and as well to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. Man, he's loading them down with blessings. David is so happy. Israel is so happy. 
You understand there's a spirit of, of, of festivity. The ark is home. And David is just pouring out his blessings on all the people and everybody gets some. And the Bible says, so all the people departed, everyone to his house. Look at verse 20. Then David returned to bless his household. Out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. In other words, she met him at the gate and she said, hey, bud, I don't know if you know this or not, but you made a fool out of yourself today. And I don't like it. I didn't like your behavior. You embarrassed me. <laughs> Listen, it was not, it was, it, there was no, hey, sweetie, how was your day today? All of Israel is rejoicing. David's rejoicing. He's getting ready to come home and bless his household. I don't know what Michael would have got. It probably she would have got a diamond ring. She could have got anything she wanted. But she met him at the gate with hostility and criticism. By the way, you read the rest of it later on in your devotions. Their relationship never repaired after that. Their relationship never got right after that. There was trouble from that day forward. There was trouble in their relationship. And this is, this is all that I'm saying tonight is when you walk through the gate of your home, be sure you do so with the spirit of thanksgiving. I'm gonna tell you something. America needs to hear this message tonight. Amen? Amen. That's right. We're done. But I'll just give you these last, I'll just give you the points. How about this? Number three is the gate of the gate of personal evangelism. I don't know why that's not coming there. It comes right there. The gate of personal evangelism. Let me just give you a testimony. Years ago, in my soul winning, and I'm sort of ashamed to tell you this, but in my soul winning, my soul winning was, was really mechanical. And, you know, it was just same question, same time, you know, go to the same verse. And, and I'm, not, I'm not knocking that necessarily, but it was just like, you know, you ask the question at this point, and then you go to, you know, you go to Romans 3.23 at this point, and, and, and it was just, you know, almost like a robot, just checking off, you know. I've changed that. And I, one of the things I love about personal evangelism now, when I get the opportunity to talk to somebody about the Lord, I love walking through that gate with the spirit of thanksgiving. And sometimes they'll let me talk to them, and sometimes they won't. But before I leave the house, I usually try to say, I just want to tell you this, that 30-some years ago, Jesus Christ changed my life. And I have never been the same since. And I just want to share Jesus with everybody I can. And I just want to, I just want to let them know how thankful I am that he changed my life and that he saved my soul. And I just have to believe that if we would walk through that gate of personal evangelism with a spirit of thanksgiving, it could be that we'll lead more people to Jesus Christ rather than just trying to be a robot and go through all the points. The gate of personal evangelism. And last of all, of course, the gate of public worship. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Some believe this is talking about the house of God, and I do too. I, I, I definitely believe, especially when we come to that place where it talks about the courts. Psalm 116, 17 says it like this. I will offer thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. 
I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all the people in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of the old Jerusalem. Praise you, the Lord. Psalm 8410 says it like this, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'm done, I'm done, I'm closing my Bible, I'm done. But I just wanna tell us tonight that whenever you enter into these gates, make sure that you strive to enter in with a spirit of thanksgiving. Preacher, I don't know if you know it or not, Calvary's not perfect. Well, gee, thanks for the newsflash. Appreciate that. We really needed you to come to the church to tell us that. Thanks a whole bunch. We really appreciate it. And yet it seems there are some, when they walk through the door, that's their motive. Oh, I see that spot. I see that scratch. I see that blemish. I see that problem. I see that issue. Truth be known, all churches have them. There's no perfect church. If you ever find one, don't join it. You'll ruin it. But I'm just preaching this to tell us tonight that when, when we walk in these doors, let's don't walk in with a magnifying glass or a microscope trying to find every problem, every issue, every little, uh, every little negative. Man, when you walk into these gates, walk in with a spirit of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Brother Howells is pastoring this church. Church is growing like crazy. And, and uh, doctors are coming and nurses are coming and lawyers are attending there. And I think the mayor, I think the mayor of the city was attending there. Church was exploding with growth. And every time, every time Brother House would say, let's have a testimony or two tonight. There was a fellow that, that attended that church. He Sat right down in the front row, right about where Brother Rodney's sitting. In fact, he sort of reminds me of Brother Rodney, but he, he was sitting right down there. And this guy, <clears throat> this guy, how do I say it? He, he was a special kind of fellow. He, his elevator didn't quite go all the way to the top, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. The cheese had fell out of his sandwich years ago. He, he just, you know what, it wasn't, it wasn't all there. And anytime Brother House would say, anybody have a testimony? This man would jump up first. And not only that, but he was sort of tongue-tied. And you had to really listen to understand him. And this handicapped, mentally handicapped, tongue-tied individual would say the same thing every single time. He would jump up and he would say, I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul. Lifting my feet out of the miry clay, setting my feet on a solid rock and establishing my going. And he'd sit down. Now, he didn't say it clearly like that. But that's what he said every single time. Church was growing. Important people were coming. And Brother Howells would say, anybody have a testimony? Like a lightning uh, strike, like a rocket off the path. He was up. He said, oh, thank the Lord, save my soul. Lift my feet out of my clay. Set my feet on the solid rock. Stop my going. He'd sit down. Every time. A young couple in the church, a fluent couple, came to the preacher and they said, Pastor, we'd like to meet with you. He said, absolutely. They came to the pastor and they sat down in his study and they said, Preacher, we have a problem in the church. And he said, we need to come and address it. And, and he said, well, sure. He said, what is it? They said, well, they said, you, the church is growing. He said, yes, I know. And important people are coming here. He said, yes, I know. And they said, Pastor, 
Every time you open it up for testimonies, that handicapped man on the front row every time stands up and in his tongue-tied way of saying it, says the same thing every single time, never misses a beat, every time. And they said, preacher, it's embarrassing. It's a problem. Where the house said, you're right. It is a problem. But I think I know the solution. They said, we are so glad to hear that, Pastor. What is the solution? He said, next time when we assemble and I open it up for testimonies, he said, bless God, you beat him up. Amen. And say, I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul, lifting my feet out of the miry clay, setting my feet on a solid rock and establishing my goal. Hey, listen, brother, he may not have been all there, but thank God every time he walked through, he walked through with a spirit of thanksgiving. Give me a church full of people like that. They just walk through and say, boy, God's good. Man, God's good. Wow, God is good. You're going to walk through some gates this week. Some of you are going to see some family members you haven't seen in a long, long time. And when you walk through those gates, be sure you do so with thanksgiving. Let's bow our heads tonight. Father, we've had a good time in your house tonight. Thank you for this time together. <clears throat> and Lord, thank you for <clears throat> reminding us that we need to be thankful. Lord, before I ever walked into this pulpit tonight, you had already been working in my heart. A spirit of conviction has already been present. And Lord, I had to make sure, purposely make sure that my spirit was right tonight. Father, forgive me for when I whine. Forgive me for when I complain. Lord, forgive me for when I'm just so critical. Sometimes I, it seems like sometimes I look for the negative things. Father, forgive me. And Lord, I ask you personally, I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but I ask you tonight personally that you would help me as I walk through the gates of life, that I would do so with a spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this invitation tonight. And if there's someone here this evening you've dealt with their heart, I pray they'll do business with the Lord. Have your way tonight. Save the lost. Encourage the saved. And God, this week, I pray that we'll be ever so thankful. Help us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Why don't we stand tonight with our heads bowed? If God spoke to your heart and you need to come, listen, the altar is wide open tonight. And why don't you just find a place around this big altar that the Lord has so graciously given us and just come and say, Lord, would you help me to be thankful? Lord, help me to have a, help me to have a spirit of thanksgiving. God, you've been so good. God, you've been so good. Maybe God dealt with you about your prayer, your prayer life tonight. Or maybe God dealt with you about your home. Maybe your personal evangelism. Or possibly even your public worship. But I, I hope you'll mind the Lord tonight. We're going to pause just for a moment. And uh, I'm going to make my way to the, to the main floor. And if you're here tonight and you need prayer, we'll be glad to pray with you. Uh, folks are on the altar. 
And so you come tonight. While we wait, you come.